Hello, this is Coach Tim Campbell, and I'm your host for the Self Made as a Myth, Make a Difference Together show, where we're talking with successful business owners to hear their stories of the journey to building their business. And because we know that success in business is not something that we can do on our own, we're taking some time to hear uh, stories of the folks who have helped us along the way, to recognize those folks, give them a shout out, and and just uh, acknowledge that this isn't something that uh, we can do by ourselves. And today, I'm excited to have a fellow business owner from Indiana with us. My guest has a photogenic memory. In his downtime, he likes to golf as well as he is a foodie, and he is most proud of his daughter. It's my pleasure to welcome Zach to the show today. Hello, Zach. Hey, Tim. Thanks for having me on today. Absolutely. Hey. Let's have um, let's have you introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit of your personal story, like where you were born, where you live, about your family and hobbies. Okay, so I'm Zach Elts, like Tim had mentioned, and I'm from the northwest side of Indianapolis. I grew up and was raised in Pike Township, graduated from Pike High School, uh, graduated. I've got an MBA from Indiana Wesleyan University. Uh, so again, another local uh, college that's to the Indianapolis, the greater Indianapolis area. And um, I've got a 14-year-old daughter who's currently uh, getting ready to go into high school. And uh, that's exciting. And um, so we're just, we live in Carmel, Indiana, and we're, we're pretty blessed to have some of the stuff that we do. We're both kind of into golfing. She's just recently got into lacrosse. And so, you know, when anybody that's got kids that are that age, you end up finding yourself, you know, carting around to different basketball events or, you know, the <laughs> friends are yeah. a big part of life. And so really one of the things I really enjoy is being able to kind of do all those things and experience and, and live in the moment of it enjoy it at the same time because you know you only get one chance at a lot of things especially when it's raising kids and having family that's important so we just like to get out and have fun and do local stuff we do you know foodie we i've talked about opening a youtube channel because we go to so many restaurants where um here in carmel you could probably hit a new restaurant every night of the week <laughs> a new one and there's a lot of cool stuff and really good places and so we just enjoy being able to get out and be healthy and be able to do those types of things. And um, especially when COVID happened and we were all kind of locked up inside of our homes. And I know people are tired of hearing about that, but it, it just kind of gives you some reminder about some of the things that are important in life. And so that's what some of the things we like to do. <laughs> awesome. So Zach, a photogenic memory. So um, does that mean that you got perfect scores in high school? Cause you, everything you read, you remember. Yeah, I mean, not perfect, but it was unfair. <laughs> I I remember <laughs> you. <laughs> there was one class where kids would pass the test from the one before, and as under, and I never needed it. And you know, <laughs> it's like, how are you doing that? And I don't know. It's wild. I could. I remember being able to read the pages, and then in my mind, I'd go to that page, go scroll down to it, wow. pick my answer out of it. So it was a unique thing. It's not really good when it comes to studying because college hit kind of like a tornado or a hurricane. You just didn't realize how hard people worked. And, you know, part of <laughs> I, part of some of the things I do now, even de developing better habits when it comes to studying and things like that, because, you know, when it, when you, when you don't have to work too hard on something, you kind of take it for granted a little bit yeah, sometimes, but yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, do you have a funny story that your family likes to tell about you that you'd be willing to share with us? Oh, a funny story. Uh, um, there's one story. Um, I remember we were, it was Easter time and I was thinking about this a little bit and 
my uncle at the time was tossing all the kids around. And this is back in the 90s. That tells you how old I am, right? This is 1990, <laughs> I believe. So um, I think I might have been six or seven at the time. But he uh, video cameras were kind of getting to be like there's this huge things that people are holding around and somebody's videotaping us and we're spinning circles. And I had like eight quarters in my pocket and um, <laughs> he reached up and grabbed the quarters as I flipped upside down. And I went and got a plastic chair and I'm on camera with all the family and I grabbed a plastic chair and I threw it at him. <laughs> and I was like, give me back my quarters. And, he, and he, it was just the, all the fun stopped instantly. And it was like, what is going on here? But I was serious. I wanted my money back. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Thanks for sharing. Uh, Zach, tell us how the business came about and at what point did you have the confidence that you could run your own business? Yeah, confidence is key. Um, it's a big part of jumping off the deep end is what I like to refer to it as. You kind of just jump off and you're going to hit some stuff on the way down and <laughs> you're just going to experience some things that you didn't see when you walked up. You know what I mean? But the confidence, uh, my business partner is a, a first cousin of mine, maternal, and we kind of we've grown up together. So we've been really good friends our whole life. And it uh, really having somebody else to start the business with was a major a major confidence booster because you know you're not in it by yourself and you've got good. My biggest thing is, um, and I heard a guy that I used to work for before, he used to talk about this, and his name is Mike. And Mike would talk about it's always good to have somebody on the bench. And so it's always nice to have another starter in the game with you. And, you know, because we started this business in 2015. So we're getting ready to hit our eighth year. If you make it, I want to say 10 to 20% of businesses might make it five years if that number is even high for that. So we're pretty fortunate to have that opportunity to be still doing this stuff. But yeah, no, having the right people um, around you and we both quit our jobs like two or three week notices, right? So we definitely put in the time. And um, I remember his father passed away like the the day before we were going to start the business. And it was just a, just a wild situation. We we I For a minute, it was like, what are we going to do? And he was just like, we have to go to work. We got to go to work. We got to, and, and, you know, in reality, staying focused on something was what helped uh, with that time period. So, you know, you, but anything in life, whether you have a business or you work for someone else, things are going to happen. And, you know, that helps us give a perspective and empathy towards people that work for us. And so that's where we kind of build on our, a culture of like treating humans like humans because we're all you know right now we're all humans before the ai, AI stuff starts taking some of these jobs <laughs> sorry i hit my mute button by accident <laughs> <laughs> okay tell, I was us, gonna say. tell us more about handled now and how do you how do you help folks so we we basically are a matchmaking service for people looking for a job. That's the easiest way to describe it. You have these jobs here and you have the people looking here and we're trying to match those together and make that a complete process. So we work in the supply chain logistics sector where we recruit, hire, and retain some of the employees for other companies that typically have a higher turnover percentage. And so it's not worth it from a business standpoint, a bottom dollar for them to have these turnovers on their payroll. And so they hire companies like mine to step, come in and kind of not be their HR, but be more of their hiring mm -hmm. uh, side of the business, right? And so um, we have long-term lease, we have direct hire, we have, uh, you know, they call them temp to perm, more or less. We try to get word of the temp, word temp 
Um, Because I think temp gives people the idea that they're a second class of individual. Um, And, you know, in the work for, you know, Tim, you're a coach, you know, in the workforce that you don't want people feeling disconnected. And when you have that second level, Mm -hmm. second tier of like, you're not quite us. Um, the best companies out there are doing what owners are doing lunch with their people. Those are the best companies out there. All the clients that we work for that we have found that are really good. They take the time and truck drivers. We do a lot of truck driver staffing. These, when it's truck driver week all over the country, we set up barbecues, we get, we get gifts together and we, and we with these other companies because you want to show them that you care. And the people that are in charge are out there passing out food. Same thing with some of these other, you know, we have some steel clients and some other clients here um, that do the same thing. Like you know, a VP will show up for lunch or an owner will show up for lunch. And you know, the things that just make sense to do for people. Right. <laughs> so, but yeah, we staff recruit, hire, retain uh, all the processes that are involved. And we um, are in about maybe 30 States. So it's from Pennsylvania over to Texas and even into Arizona and uh, Michigan. And um, what there's kind of just, rectangle in that area <laughs> you you said something that um i think it's actually comical because you said hey we're just doing the things that make sense however right the reason i think that's comical is because there's a whole lot of people that aren't doing those things right so <laughs> what makes sense is actually giving you a competitive advantage i'm sure yeah and that you know i've thought about that and you know a lot of people could think that you're being naive so people could think that you're you know you don't believe everything that everybody tells you but you have to work with a common goal in mind and you need to maintain some level of you know you have to have humility in in order to make things work and you culture is a big part of and and it's something that's like a trendy word at the moment but culture really is almost it's like the glue it's like the tissue that keep the connective tissue that keeps all the organs and the muscles bound together if if people don't feel connected they're not going to want to stick around it's that first minute that first hour that first day that first week the 30 days those are the time periods where people are most malleable most susceptible to just even the smallest little tiff so you want to constantly be just people people because everybody life is as hard as it is why make it any harder (laughs) we all have to have a job and so why not find places like we we don't want to work for clients that we don't have some shared common principles and goals with as well, because if I wouldn't send somebody in my family to work there, if that was the job they wanted, then maybe I don't want to work with that company because it, it would just probably end up being a problem for everybody. You mentioned how important culture is. It, one of the things that we have our clients do when we first start working together is, is write out their vision and mission and culture statements. And uh, oftentimes we'll get the, why is why are we doing this now? I, I need to hire employees or why do why are we doing this now? I need to grow sales. And like, well, it's because you don't, you can't hire an employee until they know that, that what the culture is and you know that they're a good cultural fit, right? And you, you can't rally your team to drive sales or increase your, your revenues until you know you know that everybody is is on the same page in terms of how you're supposed to work together and you know what your what your bigger vision is for the organization so i i love that you, how you've described that it's such an integral part of your organization yeah and you know i've been i'm actually currently reading atomic habits james clears he talks about it's a really good book i'm sure that you probably recommend this most people that i've 
heard from have recommended a book at one point, but it he breaks things down very basic, very general, and you have to identify with this. So it's important. Why do you need your vision? You know, we want to transform the industry by the way we treat people, because then they're going to go out and 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 do the same thing. You know, bad behavior is going to be rewarded or it's not going to be rewarded, but good behavior can be pushed forward. And so, you know, our thought is just, let's just do things the way we want to, you know, it's, it's kind of like the platinum rule, treat the way people yeah. treat people the way they should be treated. It's yeah. just kind of a step up from the golden rule. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Zach, share a story where someone pushed you or inspired you that you could do it, even though maybe you thought, you know, you weren't sure that you could and the impact that that person had on you. So yeah, uh, a big person that has been um, influential in my life would be my a younger my younger sister Rachel. She um, was actually going to be a business partner of ours when we first started, but she ended up going to law school and kind of starting a family. And uh, now she sells podcasts for a living. She started a company. She's very successful. I think she's even been in a Forbes magazine article, which is kind of cool to you know you see your family. But she's been just somebody that's always like. How do you figure this out? And, you know, there's a difference between manifestation and kind of just mentally getting things stirred up. And she's kind of a doer. And so watching her do and and and, and generate energy from that has been very, uh, it's been very, uh, I, I would say electric, but it's just like the way she can pass it in, I could just plug into it. And, and she just recently moved with her family down to Georgia. So we're not even, um, I don't even see her as much as I used to, but you still, she's just got that she's got that mentality, that energy that if you were to meet her, you would just be like, you know, that's the person that I want to be around. That's the person I want to do business with. That's the person that knows what it is that they're doing, but they're not in your face telling you how smart they are. Yeah. They're that they're a person. And then they're also there with their actions, showing that they care and that they're really solid at what they do. So she's kind of got the all around. And that's something that's always kind of inspired me. Like, cause you, you want to surround yourself with people that you're attracted to. Usually those are things that you would like to have for yourself. And so, yeah. you know, thankfully, you know, her being a family member is helpful, but yeah, she's been a real powerful influence for myself. Awesome. And what's your sister's name? Her name's Rachel Downey. Okay. Awesome. I think I just got to email introduced to her last week. Um, I'm exploring, you know, ways to improve our, our podcast show and, and got a, an email introduction to her. What a small yeah. world. <laughs> yeah. She uh, produces our podcast. My, I have a podcast called drive for truck drivers and she produces that and she produces several and she's uh well, I'll tell you what, she's really good at what she does. And I mean, of course we're family, but I'm, you know, I'm a, it's proof because I'm buying her product and these things aren't necessarily cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Zach, what's your biggest learning as a business owner? Oh, the the more I find out that I learned that I know, the more I find out that I I just don't know. Um, <laughs> we you know this year and we they talked about like in trucking you've got this clearinghouse which is similar to like pharmacies where people truck drivers will go to a job and take a pre employment drug screen, but they never used to get reported. So if somebody would fail, they would just be out mm. there. The clearinghouse kind of wraps all that up the same way that like you can't go to five doctors for the same prescription. That's kind of a clearinghouse on the medical side of things. But those. Uh, uh, implementations have started to change and come into play. And so you're just having to stay on top of your toes and get, getting involved, reading more things. You know, I like to read a lot of books. I don't like to read enough like, technical things about like the industry and the legal things, but just finding out that you need, you know, and then building better habits, just you, you got to maintain a consistent level of doing things 
And you've got to even identify with the, you know, the idea that this is who you are. Cause a lot of business owners run into this, this thought process of imposter syndrome. Yeah. And so you're, you're having some success, you're feeling good. And you're like, how did I get here? What am I doing? Am I going to fall off the ship? Right. <laughs> um, you know, I, I have been fortunate enough to be able to do some really cool things. And I was enrolling my daughter at um, high school last night and there's a private school on the North side. And, and I'm just sitting there in the room and I'm like, I never, I never would have thought that this is something that I'm doing, but here we are and we're doing it and it's exciting. So that, you know, living the experience and enjoying it while we can. Awesome. I love that. I, what a, what a great, um, just a great story to be able to share with, you know, the folks that are listening to this podcast, right. That are wanting to better themselves and, and, and make a, a, a better business. And you've just broken it down in terms of a couple of, you know, key easy steps to be able to, to focus on in terms of, you know, having good habits and, and following through. So thank you for sharing that. Zach, Absolutely. We know that business success uh, doesn't happen in isolation. So tell us about one of your biggest challenges <clears throat> as a business owner and maybe a, a fellow owner who came alongside you and helped you to get through that. So, yeah, I mean, staffing, the business of staffing and recruitment and and all that is very expensive. It takes a lot of capital, mm. a lot of cash flow. And, you know, I remember when we first started, my aunt, uh, my cousin's mom, just was loaning money to us. Left and, right. and, you know, when you're, we sat down and of course, when you first get going, everybody's like, Oh, I'm in, I want to invest. I want to be, you know, cause they're not gonna be able to buy our product. This wasn't something that we're selling Yeah, that you could. And, and you start talking real numbers with these folks and people don't really, it's hard to describe what we do. And so, especially with people that don't really have been in that industry. Right. And so they're just like, Oh, one guy was like, I'll give you a hundred thousand bucks. And then you, so you sit down and you talk and they're like, no, nah, we can't, I don't understand this. And I never said that. And, you know, so <laughs> some of the conversations and memories had changed, but having capital up front. And so she would loan us money and just constantly be able to help out on that side of things. You know, I had some family that was also helpful at the time and uh, able to help pay for some things that I couldn't get. Cause you know, when your insurance benefits, you don't have insurance benefits when you're uh, self-employed. And so we were both fortunate to be able to get those things taken care of. You know, you get down to like the, the nitty gritty of what you really find out what you need. Yeah. And, you know, you, I remember getting cancellation notices, like, Oh my goodness. It, it, you, your insurance would get a cancellation notice. I get what twice a month and it wasn't that we weren't, we were paying our bills on time, but they're, they're sending these things as, you know, we're going to cancel if you don't pay. And um, so having all that capital access, we were able to recently in the last two years, start funding our own invoicing, which that if, if, if you know anything about, you know, that kind of stuff, it's just very expensive and it's process that, um, that you want to be able to control yourself. Yeah. And it's very, uh, it's very time consuming. So we can now do that, which looking back, she was such a help. Um, and, and a business owner, you know, we've had a couple of guys that we had maybe used to work for and just different people um, get involved with one thing I did to get back to that 
question too. Um, you want to connect with local business members. I remember talking to the IRS after our first year. Nobody likes talking to the IRS and they were helpful. And I was like, how am I going to pay these taxes? And what, what do I do in the future? And the guy was really friendly. He said, hey, Zach, I recommend that you call your chamber of commerce and have him connect you with all the business owners in your community and talk to those guys to find out what it is they do to try to mitigate some of their their costs. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with buying new equipment. If you made good money that year, right. turn around and reinvesting in, you know, people do like get this impression that small business owners or any business owners are just flush to the brim with cash. And you, know, you have, <laughs> you, we're not, you have tons of liability. We, you have all these lawyer fees, all these different things. And so you connect with those different groups. You find who's a good accountant and who's not. You find who's a good attorney and who's not. And you're honest with, you know, you're always honest with your accountant, your attorney, your doctor, Whatever you're doing, you tell those three people the truth, no matter what. <laughs> doesn't matter what you're telling your spouse or your, your your friends, you know, whatever you're doing. But no, finding those good groups is pivotal to um making sure that you're doing the right things. Cause Uncle Sam, when he comes calling, um, he's gonna take everything if he can. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Zach, I'm gonna put you on the spot here a little bit. If I asked you to pick three people in your business owner journey that you're most grateful for them being there to help with your business's growth. Who are those three people and how'd they help you? So yeah, Tim, first, first one right off the bat. Um, you know, Mark is a coach of mine. He's a business coach. He's in the, um, uh, Maxwell, John Maxwell group. And, you know, I've read a lot of John Maxwell that, and we've had a lot of discussions and, you know, having somebody that's not, you want to have somebody walk alongside you that's not, you know, looking to pick your pocket while you are continuing to to grow. And he's been somebody that's been very inspirational, um, able to toss good questions, say things. Have you thought about it this way? Um, that he's been very just a big piece of what we've done. You know, my my business partner, you know, we we made a decision when we first started working because, you know, family, it's always an interesting dynamic. And um we just agreed we weren't going to be super negative. We were going to keep a positive outlook. We will be realistic. We'll be honest. We'll talk about the good and the bad, but we're not going to sit there and try to psych ourselves out with this isn't ever going to work because then it's not going to work. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. just again, him, he's solid. He's a solid guy. And what's he's your, a, what's he's your a, cousin's name? Uh, Aaron Robertson. Okay. And he's, yeah, he's um just a good, solid core partner to have. So you want to make, we did pick up a bad business partner at one point. That gets expensive and it <laughs> takes away from the stuff that you're trying to do. Sure. And so we learned that lesson the hard way. So, you know, having a solid business partner that you can trust because that's, that's just, that's just been a, a key piece to this. And, uh, you know, a third person, um, you know, my dad was pretty, uh, he, he was our first client that we were able to work with. And um, it was kind of nice to be able to have somebody because, you know, like I was saying before, your friends and family aren't able to always benefit or um, purchase into your business, buy into your business. And right. he owns a, um, a a remodeling business and he needs help. And so we were able to find folks to send to work and 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 give him some opportunity to get people to work. And so it kind of worked out hand in hand. So those three people were really, really pivotal. That's awesome. Um, I You've mentioned it a few times that, you know, that your family want to help, but they can't necessarily buy from you. So I love that you were able to, you know, find ways for them to still 
support you and and help you because that's you know it's kind of like that's what family's for right <laughs> well and you know that's true but sometimes uh people and you got to be careful too if you're thinking of start, starting a business no one owes it you don't no one owes you anything so right. just because you offer a product doesn't mean that they need to be buying it from you yeah. that's another thing that you got to keep in mind so that's why i would say that is to help get to one of the earlier questions having the right mindset that's the key. You you've got to have an abundant mindset. You you just have to. You can't and, and you can't do this with, you know, Eeyore. <laughs> it's not going to work that way. Right. So those are those are things you really need to have intangible pieces. I, yeah, I I like your your talk about abundance because a lot of folks have that scarcity mindset, which means that they're all only focusing on you know, stealing from other people or, you know, taking market share from other people or taking a bid or a project from someone else versus that abundance mindset says there's more than enough opportunities and money out there. If we, you know, focus on growing ourselves into the person that's able to, to take advantage of those opportunities. So um, I, I, that, I, I appreciate you sharing that for the audience to understand that, the more abundant you can think, the more that you give and help other people, right? there's just a natural return effect or reciprocity uh, effect, that, right? That happens that when we give away and we we help others, it always comes back and and helps us as well. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that for everyone to to ponder how they're how they're being abundant in their businesses. Zach, as you think about the the next three to five years, what are the biggest challenges that you see? Uh, that your company is going to face as you work towards the goals that you want to have uh, for your business? And who are the types of people that you're going to need to help you overcome those challenges? So we're we're seeing you know, the great resignation <laughs> um, right now is what people are calling it. A lot of quiet quitting. Um, so people are, are going to be more, we need to be more in tune with what people are wanting. You know, there is a marketplace out there, you know, supply economics is a real thing. And so the people are the driving force behind it. When they start to have more options to do more things, that's when you're going to start to see a, a movement. And so we have to be careful that we're watching that. We also have to understand, you know, what manufacturing is going to do. You know, we're going through a period right now, you know, some people talk about it being a great reset. Some people talk about it uh, being, you know, once the post COVID era, it's, it's a time where, um, people are going to be rewarded and monetized and stimulated in different ways. And they're going to try new types of experimental ideas. Like, you know, some cities will do these experiments where they're going to pay everybody a minimum living wage. And so, you know, we need to see how that's going to affect our clients and if they're going to be hiring. And so, you know, ha having the right, reading the right current periodicals and staying in tune with the right articles and knowing what information out there is real and what information is not, you know, AI is a powerful tool mm -hmm. that's going to step in. And um, I, I can't imagine what this next chat GTP is going to, they're, they're talking about is going to be way <laughs> better than the, it's going to be current <laughs> and yeah. it's going to be way better. So there's a lot of that. That's just unknown. 
but we do know that semi trucks are continuing to be driven by people. And so we, we need to make sure we're still connecting with them, treating them like people. We want to bring the right people on board our team. So we want to grow the business um, organically. And so we're going to do that through showing people through our different social media channels. This is what the experience is like. I, I know that, um, I was sitting at church a few weeks ago and the preacher was talking about living in the postmodern world. And, you know, I'm not going to get religious, but we're talking about people want to have an experience mm. versus where before when I grew up, you know, I, I, people might call me a millennial, but I kind of reject some of that. Uh, <laughs> I kind of reject some of that stuff. I'm, I work hard and I believe that nothing is going to be given to me if I don't go out there and try to get it. And so, um, you know, I went to school. I also know that you have to work to gain. You need the entire plant, not just the root or not just the flower that looks good on top. Right. <laughs> so we're going to need to know where all these people are going to be and and just keep treating them the right way. And so we're we're developing technology right now um, and, and some things behind the scenes to help kind of bring that stuff together to try to stay current so your money is being spent on technology and and anybody that knows the, the staffing world if you can make a 5% margin, you're doing really good. And, and there, I mean, I'm not kidding you. There are staffing companies out there that all they do is break even and try to get some kind of admin profit. So if, you know, WOTC, the WOTC work opportunity tax credits and things like that, there are people out there trying to get those kind of, it's like, you know, Tesla, they get a rebate they get environmental credit there's some programs that are out there but you know we're focused on people and and, and not trying to create something that's in the system so you just got to be careful that you're you you have the right people on your team because with all the money that goes through payroll and things you know it, it'd be easy for somebody to get in there i've i've heard uh, stories about people uh, big businesses and you would never think there'd be problems but get people embezzling money out of those businesses you know so you you have to be as you grow on your p's and q's and we trust people that work for us, but we have to be more thoughtful in who gets brought into the inner circle. Sure. Yeah. Fair. Last question, Zach. Uh, Jim Rohn, a great author. He One of his quotes is that says, we become the average of the five people that we spend the most time with. So as you think about that, what advice would you have for business owners who uh, think that they need to do it on their own or are doing it on their own, are not willing to ask for help and and just assume that, uh, that that's the way it should be done is just figure it out on your own and do it on your own. Don't do that unless you want to be the un unemployment line. Um, <laughs> for real, like you don't want to do that. There are, myself included, Tim, um, if anybody were to call me, and want to talk, I would set 30 minutes. I'd give somebody time. I, there's a lot of business owners out there that would spend time with you, grab a coffee, get him a coffee, call him up. Can I take you to Starbucks or, you know, take them to the local coffee shop because then you're going to give back to your community. But, but again, the local people do work at the Starbucks too. So they're, you know, you're, you're always going to give back. Um, but ask people, look around you. Uh, my brother used to do this. He used to get, he went to Taylor university and he used to get, on LinkedIn and connect with every grad from Taylor and just ask them if they can meet for coffee. And he would just get to know people that way. And I always thought that was super cool. I just thought that was super cool. It's, uh, nobody takes time to get to know people anymore. Yeah. Everybody's in a fast paid mode. So I guess to key it up in a sentence, don't get, take time to get to know people because it's not who you know and it's not what you know, but it's who you, who you know that knows what it is that you do.
<laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned, um, so this, uh, you mentioned, Hey, if somebody was to reach out to you and ask for 30 minutes, you give it to them. I think that's huge because a lot of folks have an assumption that, well, that person's too busy. They're not going to be able to spend time with me. Right. And so I'm not going to, you know, waste my time or waste their time in trying to get that meeting. But the reality is, uh, I would say at least 95% of business owners, you know, have been there as well. And they are more than happy to gift their time to somebody who's brave enough to ask for it. Yeah. Entrepreneurial stuff, you know, you either have it or you don't. And you can typically tell within a couple of minutes of talking to somebody if they're they're there. But we we also are a family, and we want to see people succeed, and we want to see people that are from our community succeed. And so you know, there you're gonna run into people that have had success, and they don't have time for you. That's okay, yep. you know. But there are plenty more people. There's probably five people at every one that are like that that would be willing to connect with you and, and help you out. It doesn't mean they're gonna give you money. But their time is probably, or their advice is probably worth more sure. uh, sometimes than some of that money you might be looking for. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, Zach, it sounds like you've been blessed with some incredible people that have been part of your journey. If they were all on the show here today, what would you want to say to them? Um, that's a good, well, thank you. Uh, thanks for getting on. Thanks for sticking on. <laughs> um, you know, there there was a time it was right before, right after COVID started that we had had a talk about shutting things down. And, you know, everybody that stuck with us, we we had one person that bailed at the time. And that's fine. Everybody has a you know, they're going to go do what they're going to do. Yeah. And but the people we've been lucky enough to really have almost zero turnover sure. internally within our own group. We just continue to add and everybody you know, you can tell from our culture uh, that that we're really connected. You know, we might sometimes be the bad news bears, but we're out to have a good time, but we're out to do some good things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. Well, Zach, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely, Tim. I appreciate you having me. To everyone who tuned in, thanks for listening to the Self-Made is a Myth show with your host, Coach Tim Campbell. Be sure to help us move, spread the movement by liking our show and uh, chatting about it on social media and to join our movement go to be madtogether.com all right folks that's a wrap make sure to pay it forward and i'll see you all next time take care <laughs>